welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, it is Jennifer Styers. I am here with the Levability Show. Uh, we, we are, uh, we are live today and, uh, I have a, I have a guest, uh, joining me today via zoom that we're, uh, we're bringing in. I have Rich Valdez, uh, joining us. He, uh, he has got a big show, uh, called America tonight. Uh, so he, uh, he's had me on a couple times. He took over that spot that Larry King had and Jim Bohannon had, and uh, so he's a big deal, and he's super cool. So when I was on his show, you know, he's ta- he talks a lot of politics and and such. And uh, he, I had him, uh, I had him, or he had me on, and we started talking, of course, about relationships because that's why he had me on his show. And I realized he's just good. He's just he's very naturally interested in relationships. He's super honest about uh, the way that. He, uh, he, he, he'll give you his history and, and, uh, and opinions on things. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy him. And plus we're talking about guys, you know, it's just, is such a big subject for us? Where did all the real men go? Things have changed a lot, you know, in dating and, uh, and with men and how they show up to relationships and, um, and I feel like it's worthy of a conversation, but I really need a man to help me with it. Uh, so that's why we have Rich joining us. Uh, and uh, I know we'll we'll have a fun time. And uh, is he here? <gasps> there he is. All right. I love it. Hey, Rich. What's up, Jen? How are you? Oh, so good. You know, how fun is this? Because when I'm on your show, it's just radio, so I don't get to see your face. So I get to see your face now. I love it. Um, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Are you so excited that we get to talk about relationships for almost an hour today? Thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I am going to just jump on here um, and uh, and make sure I check messages for questions. Sure. Uh, so uh, you guys, by all means, just keep uh, asking questions or if you have any questions for Rich or want to say hello, uh, just jump right in. Uh, great background, Rich. I'm jealous. Thank is you. that your house? You do that from this home? This is the home studio. God, somebody needs to come set me up. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, so, Rich, you know, I think the first time I was on your show, we kind of dabbled here. Uh, we started talking about the changing roles of men and how uh, men are becoming less assertive, less, I think, that leadership thing in relationships that we'll talk about. And um, women and how women are uh, becoming more assertive 
And is, is, it, is, is society doing this? Or is society and women, you know, both playing roles in all of this? And I just, I just kind of want to play. So let's talk about it from a guy's perspective. So you tell me, Rich, what, um, what are your thoughts on where men are in relationships in regards to that leadership thing? They seem to be forgetting courtship, forgetting like pro just basic stuff, Rich, like if you like a girl, text her or call her and ask her out. Do it in advance. Um, you know, there's there's that communication thing, that regular communication thing. It's like I hear men say now, Rich, they'll go, well, she can call me, you know. Um, oh, by the way, Rich, I gave you a great intro, by the way. You missed it all, but oh, um, you're already a rock star here. So I, I want to let you know that you didn't go without an intro. We were just waiting for you to get on. So I... Uh, I, I got you. And, you know, before we leave, the, before we leave, I want you to make sure you let people know where they can find you and listen no to question. you and call in because you can call in on Rich's show, too. And those are fun, by the way. I've listened to a lot of those <laughs> when people call in. Um, but anyway, so let's just kind of go there. Like what has happened? What has happened to men? What are your thoughts on that? Because you're a guy. Uh, yeah. Newsflash. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I think. I think that it's uh, there's two sides of the coin here, right? So I think part of it is you've got a situation where, um, yeah, society through feminism has definitely brought about a different uh, dynamic, right? And, right? and this new dynamic is one where uh, it's almost repeated ad nauseum. Women don't need men. You don't need men. You can do it on your own. So right. it, it almost becomes um, what role does a guy play if he's not needed, right? So that's number one. And then I think there's also been a a secondary issue where there's been a, a, an, a feminization of men where yeah. it's, it's not cool, right? This attack on masculinity, but uh, it doesn't, you can attack my masculinity all day and it doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah. I think what, 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 what happens is, is men are acquiescing to this movement that's attacking masculinity, this toxic masculinity movement. And, and, some of it is not uh, horrible, right? I, I think men do need to be more in in tune with their emotions, uh, to check their emotions, to you know, to understand things. To you know, it's okay to to delve into things. But I think ultimately, you want to remember what your role is, what your purpose is. And so I think when you combine that with women that are saying, uh, or at least believing, that because society has told them, because college has told them, because whomever or whatever has told them. Uh, we don't need a man. Uh, I can do everything on my own. And granted, you can. I have two daughters, and I tell them they can do everything on their own. But it would be um, the joy of my life to see them both marry a really awesome guy. Yeah. So I think ultimately what happens here is you really need to find this uh, this place of balance, I would suppose. Uh, but But everybody needs to know their place. And when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, I think sometimes you find um, nobody's perfect, um, and I, so we throw that out the window. Everybody comes with baggage and flaws and all sorts of things, and there are still many, uh, we'll call them traditional women, that want to be courted, that want to be uh, treated uh, chivalrously. Uh, however, there are a number of women, because of life, because of circumstance, because of uh, issues with their mother or their father, picked the wrong partner, got out of those toxic relationships, and now they bring this new... Um, trauma, if you will, right. to this new relationship or even to their dating. So when that happens, now you have a woman that 
you know, is almost insulted if you open the door for her, uh, almost insulted if, if you pull out a chair for her. And, and, and I think this is um, part of the issue, but it goes yeah. way deeper than those things. I think it really comes down to, as a man, I think most men find purpose in being the protector, the provider. When you're not able to fulfill those roles because the, the person that you're courting, dating, uh, married to, whatever the case is, when that person is like, whether they say it or not, if they live and act like I don't need you, mm -hmm. then they really don't need you. And what is your purpose in a situation like that? Right. So you posted something on Instagram earlier and, and I said, do they? And the reason I say that was because I think there are many women that want you to be uh, their hero, but yet there are many women that don't. Um, and, and I've met them and you can try to be the best man possible. Ultimately, um, they'll never get used to you opening a door. They'll never get used to you wanting to be there. They'll always be on guard that at, at whatever fight, conflict, whatever happens, you're getting up and you're leaving because this is what they're accustomed to. So, that woman yeah, is... You're, you're throwing out a whole lot there. I mean, you really oh, yeah. are. And it's good. I mean, it's great because you've clearly thought through this topic. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I've experienced it. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, you know, ultimately, uh, no matter how much you want to care about a person, love a person, protect a person, provide for a person, if they in their brain are conditioned to believe that you are ultimately going to get up and walk away, you're ultimately going to hurt them, you're ultimately not there for their best interest, um, this is not good, right? You so, really can't so, move forward in a situation like that. So do you think this is the main reason you found as a man why men back off from doing things for women is because women's attitude toward them? Because I see that too. I mean, I I certainly have, have had that experience. I've coached women. Uh, I think so many women have forgotten how to be feminine and don't understand that they don't like maybe they are in charge at work or maybe they own their own company or maybe they, you know, they they do have a lot of power in their life. But where then it they don't know how to turn that off in their love life. And so it creates a power imbalance. And uh, and so I have found over the last decade that I've been coaching a lot of women in this. And it is a hard turnoff, you know, when I say a hard turnoff, meaning, you know, when you come home from work, as women, we need to learn if we are in charge, we need to learn how to flip the switch and then allow a man to lead and allow him to, um, to you know, to be in charge naturally. You know, here's what I hear women say all the time. They hate it when men say, well, where do you want to go for dinner? You know, sure. like on a date. And it's such a stupid little thing. It's such a, my producer's nodding his head. Um, it's such a stupid little thing. But, but it's this the is, easiest way to start a fight. I know. But that's what women say. They'll say, well, I just want him to make those decisions. Like these are decisions he, if he comes to me, I've been working all day. I've been making decisions all day. And I just want him to make those decisions for me. And, and I get, well, he's been doing that all day too, ladies, you know, probably, but, but at the same time, it's little things like that. Phone calls, you know, text messages. Um, I, I think men have forgotten the basics on that. And I think I if they were better at that, I think women might be more forgiving. And and let me throw this out there to you, Rich, because I feel like this is so important in this conversation because I hear where you're coming from with all of this, with, with women being so independent, and I know it plays such a big role in this. 
But I also know that there are plenty of men that I know that are fully in charge and they will, I mean, because I've caught them before where I've gone to open a door and they'll say, no, no, don't you dare touch that door, you know, and they catch me and I'm like, okay, you know, and, um, and, and those guys remember and they're strong enough, but sweet enough and kind enough. And it's not pushy or, you know, egotistical the way they do it, but just to help remind us women that can forget sometimes, um, to let go, uh, that, but they, how did they make, how did these, some guys maintain it and stand there and some guys just, well, if she wants to pay, that's fine. You know, if she, if she can text me too, she can ask me out if she wants to go out with me too. That's just, that's cra That That's just such a crazy extreme to me that a guy, but I hear that a, a lot from guys, Rich. Tell me your thoughts on I that. Think that. Well, that's part two to what I was just discussing. <laughs> you know, so when you asked me what I thought, I'm, I really do think that it, this is a uh, multifaceted thing, right? So I think um, women have that issue where they may not be able to let go, but there's a reason they can't let go. And it's because they don't fully trust you or they don't trust you at all. And you haven't proven to this woman that you are who you say you are or who you purport to be. So I, I think, and, and the reason for that uh, could be many, but I think it, it has its roots in, in uh, the guy has to be ultra confident, right? And, and not just um, an arrogance or a cockiness, but, but a true confidence in, in themselves, their abilities, uh, their capabilities. If, if a guy uh, like me, I'm a very passionate guy, so I can tend to become, um, um, uh, I'm going to use the word um, emotional, right? And I don't mean crying. I mean like, you bother me once, I'm like, ha, ha, ha. You bother me twice, I'm like, hmm. You bother me the third time, I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on? Uh, by the, At that point, you're no longer providing safety and security to any woman when you're saying, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? What's going on? Right now, at this point, you're actively arguing, fighting. And 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 that, to me, is is the part for me to work on, for many guys to work on, is when we get annoyed, you have to have enough uh, patience and calm assertiveness about yourself where you can allay the fears of your female partner and say hey look like you just uh, the point you made was really good you can there's two ways to respond to that right if you you're trying to open a door for a girl but she decides to walk five feet ahead of you and open it herself um that may bother you right maybe your ego's bruised maybe you're just or maybe you laugh it off or maybe you do like the, the example you made where you go no 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 don't you dare touch that door that's me right and and if you can maintain that calm assertiveness about yourself you continue to build trust with the woman yes. if you don't and you're like and you just start writing her off mentally because you're like, you know what? This isn't going to work. This girl, she's been flying five feet in front of me. You know, she she might as well pay for dinner and, you know, take me. <laughs> you know, at, at that point, it, 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 some guys will mentally check out. And, and I think that's where you sell yourself short, um, you know, where that could become self-sabotage in a way. And you don't want to go down that road. So I think uh, this is, you know, I'm speaking to myself as a, anyone else listening. You definitely have to work on that piece where. Uh, don't feel too insulted by a woman that is not uh, totally trusting of you. It's, it's something you've got to earn. Yeah, and we're not we're not necessarily used to it, Rich. It, you know, it it reminded me when you said that that you know the, I can't tell you the amount of times. I mean, my my dad. I grew up with a very uh, old fashioned chivalrous father, and he always opened like my my mom's door, our my sister and I's car doors, and and opened the doors for us. You know, going into places, etc. And I'm amazed today when like if I walk into a building or I'm going somewhere, maybe it's even into a restaurant. 
men will stand back and let me open a door. Not like I'm charging toward it, but if he and I are walking toward the door, it's like he'll let me open the door for him and hold it for him. It's, I mean, I feel like there have are- Have you ever tried to just step to the side and wait? Uh, I, I actually have paused before, but the, Men don't seem to have a problem today standing, some men, and I really want to yeah. say some men, some men today don't have a problem letting women do that. I've, I've off, you know, offering to pay the check too. Same thing. Um, men will, don't have a problem uh, letting a, well, thank you. That's so nice. Instead of, you know, it, it just, I, listen, I'm all for, if a woman asks you out on a date, let the woman pay because she asked you, whoever initiates sure. the date should pay. Yeah, that's kind of my rule. Mm -hmm. um, I'm there. But uh, rarely do, do I even let that happen just because I, I like to make sure I'm picking the place. I'm doing this. I like to, to do those types of things. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I think some people are brought up differently. And again, if, if you're a guy and maybe not my age, because I think Gen Xers are, are still part of this old culture where that was cool, right? It was cool to be a gentleman. Um, if you're younger than I am, right, um, I think you may have been raised by parents from a different generation than my parents were from. So you may have been taught that we're all equal. We're all the same. And, and I always, you know, I tell my, I have two daughters, 18 and 22, and I tell them all the time, you're not equal and you're not the same. I don't care what anybody tells you. You're a girl and somebody should hold a door for you. You know, you're pretty and soft and, and all sorts of beautiful. And yeah. they're not, they have stubble. They're dudes, right? They smell bad. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're not the same. You're yeah. a princess and that's a dude. And I, I, I try that. to make sure that they understand that. Because it, it is okay for them to be courted. It is okay for somebody to go the extra mile. Um, it, it, it takes me, I have no hair. It takes me an hour to get ready just because I do my beard. But if I had no beard, it would take me 15, 20 minutes, half hour, right? Girls take a long time. Why? Because they're extra pretty. They're extra beautiful. They do stuff with their hair. They do all sorts. They have a million different creams for their face and for everything else. So, you know, it, it, we're really not the same. And, and I think it's important. But again, if you were raised by, a, and I think, I'm not going to say politics plays a role, but I think worldview plays a role. If you have a, a mom that is a hyper-independent mom that may, yes. may be married, maybe not, and raises a son to think, you know, no, you guys are all the same. You could pay the bill. She could pay the bill. You can do this. You can do that. It, it almost takes the mystery, allure, and beauty out of, of, of courtship and dating because what what are, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. you know, what, what am I doing here? If, I'm going to hang out with my buddy, Kev, you know, right. <laughs> if, if it's going to be the same type of experience. So yeah. uh, it, it clearly shouldn't. And I think the expectation shouldn't be that it's all the same, but that's where we are. And I think, again, it, that's part of uh, the, the messaging and the feminist movement that is probably coming back and biting a lot of women in the butt yeah. where now you have everybody. So I don't want to use the word liberal, but um, so independent yeah. that uh, they've kind of demonized the idea of dependence. Yeah. And, and I think families work in general, parenting, families, uh, marriage, all of it works because of interdependence. Yes. Everybody's dependent on another. An infant is dependent on its mother's breast. A husband is dependent on his wife. The wife is dependent on her husband. And when you take away these um, natural types of dependency that are there and everybody's independent and you don't need me, you can do this on your own, right. then I should do it on my own, right? I have no need for you if I could do it all on my own. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and that's a flawed concept. I, I think you're 100% on point there where you're talking about we so many of these younger generations, um, because of the divorce rate, they are coming from divorced homes. 
and they are seeing, you know, oh, my mom is so independent. She's taught me do not depend on a man. And I've, I have actually heard that from a lot of women that that, that mm -hmm. message is there from their mother. Um, and they were taught to not do that. And so it is, it's going against the grain. They have to learn new things. You know, it's interesting though, because we have some comments here. Uh, Grace has said, that's one reason I dislike feminism as we were talking about, you know, that the feminist movement, uh, Mike says, and I know Mike, and he's quite the gentleman. If a woman ever got offended by uh, manners and chivalry, the date would be um, one and done. Uh, then we've got Denise said, feminism and society, oh, so much better, um, have uh, demasculated men. Also, men are afraid to even compliment a woman at work for fear of um, HR sexual harassment. And I'm stunned at the lack of gener uh, gentlemanly manners I see. Thank God I'm married to a complete gentleman. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, even though you're married, and and sharing your views because it is true. I think uh, you know it's interesting because uh, you know you've been in the media a long time, Rich. So you went, you lived through this also. But the Me Too movement, yeah. and I hear men talking about that where they're they're afraid. Like I'll say, oh, well, you just got, you know, she didn't know if you liked her or not. She just got a hug. Good night. I've actually heard men say, I'm afraid to touch any woman immediately. You know, um, I, I, I move very cautiously, you know, until I know her and know that it's invited and it's comfortable. I have heard like fear in men that there's going to be some repercussion if they, if they do something, uh, you know, that a woman could deem inappropriate. Everybody's walking on eggshells and it sucks, you know? You can't live life afraid. Yeah, yeah. And especially with that, I mean, guys, I um, I think that, they're, that it's great for you to respect a woman's boundaries. And definitely, uh, you know, most of the people that have followed my show for a long time know that I don't think you should really, I mean, you can do whatever you want on a first date. Don't sleep with somebody though, but anything else, I mean, you know, I just, I really feel like from a, the aspect of setting a tone for a relationship that you should, you know, a kiss goodnight may not even be appropriate on a first date till you know somebody, until you do create some healthy boundaries uh, with that. Well, I that. think, uh, Jen, honestly, in and of itself, uh, whichever boundary you pick, whether it's no kiss goodnight, no anything else, whichever boundary you create, as long as you create it, I think from day one, that's a good thing yes. because it's been created. And, and now there, there's this uh, even a subconscious dialogue going on that, you know, in Spanish, we say, hasta aquí llegamos. This is where we're at. This is how far we're going. Yeah. And, and I think that's a that's a good thing for, for both parties. Right. Uh, there's plenty of things that that, you know, I, I think about uh, when I've gone on a bunch of first dates. And um, I have all sorts of boundaries because you, you never know how these things are going to go. Yeah. Uh, in, in most cases, frankly speaking, I wasn't even thinking there would be a second or third day. <laughs> so, you know, you, you definitely want to put boundaries one way or the other. Right. You know, like, you know, I don't want to mislead you into anything. And I also don't want to uh, cross any lines. And it's very uncomfortable if, if anybody's involved in something like that, where then it calls for a conversation. Right. So you're thinking, well, I'm going to take some girl out and we're going to have a good time. And the next thing you know, you end up having a 30 or 40 minute conversation. You know, you said you did when you said this, it made me feel this way. Nobody wants to be in that situation yeah. while it's healthy communication. Yeah. Hard turn off for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a that's a really good point as well. You know, um, I I feel like uh, there is an element to the younger generation that may have may be playing into this a lot more. Now, there are plenty of young men that were raised by 
you know, more conservative, traditional women and their manners are amazing. I can tell you, I have some friends, sons that are just, um, they would love to meet your daughters. They're, they're, they're her, their <laughs> age and they're amazing gentlemen. And then there's kids that have, have no, uh, have no idea how to treat a woman and have, if you said, you know, court a woman, they wouldn't know what that even meant. And yeah. you know, those values are lost on some generations, but I, I can tell you from a woman's standpoint, and I will speak for probably 98% of the women that will ever watch this show or listen to this show, and they still want to be courted. They do. And I do think that there are some women that aren't very inviting of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so part of that is that there's a yin and a yang, and you've got to be submissive if you want somebody else to be dominant. So there is that element of showing up that way and allowing a man to do things for you and allowing a man to lead, because if you're doing it, they can't. Uh, and I do think some women don't know how, but, but I, I think the majority of women want that regardless of what we say. So guys, if, if I could give any advice today, it would be, you know, as Rich, you know, spoke about, do it anyway, you know, do it. You can be loving and sweet and respectful about it. You don't have to be a jerk, you know, and shove a woman out of the way so you can grab the door for her, but just to let her know, like, I got this, you know, and that, that, that one term goes so far, I think, in relationships with men. And I will say that as a woman, you know, you go to grab bags out of the car. The guy says, I got this. Don't worry about it. You know, um, or pick up something heavy at the house. Don't you dare touch that. I got that. Let me do that for you. That piece of that piece of a relationship, that piece of a man is is amazing. You know, I, I, I'm not with anybody right now, but I think of stuff that I do around the house sometimes. And I'm like, this is what I need a man for. <laughs> yeah. These are the things that, you know, if I had a man and that he would want to do for me, so I didn't have to do for myself. And we, as women love that about you guys, we want you to, we want you to open the doors. It's great. Even in Texas, rich, some of these guys stand up when you leave the table, they literally stand up. Then you come back to the table and they will stand up while you're coming back. I mean, it's, it, it just makes you feel special. And right. the more you can do that guys, where you can make a woman feel special, um, that goes down to communication too. I mean, I, here it is. If you have, if you have a date with a woman on Friday and you haven't communicated to her all week about it, even to say, I can't wait to see you. I'm excited to see you. Do you have a preference on a restaurant? Is there anything I shouldn't pick? But guys take charge. I mean, do something. That was part of my post today. It's like, take charge. And, you know, you can take charge without, you know, being abusive or egotistical, but make decisions for women because we want you to. And if you would do that, it would help us feel safe to let go and be more right. feminine. As Rich even said, as a man, he said that you have to build that trust and that's how you do it. Yeah. And I think there's just a lot of women that have been through the ringer one way or another. So they're just like, ha, let's, you know, let's wait and see. Yeah. And, and the wait and see is kind of hard, you know, yeah. uh, for some guys. And, and so it's kind of a part of the lesson I'm learning now. I, I was married for 10 years. I've been divorced for 12 years. I was dating somebody for three months. And and uh, I, and I was like the first um, real like girlfriend that was I like, committed in, in those dozen years since I got divorced and big step for me. And there's a lot to learn there. Right. Uh Kind of, it's, it's not like riding a bike. <laughs> you kind of don't, I, I definitely am not used to sharing life with one singular human being that there's this accountability factor to. 
I'm in that sense, I'm hyper independent and I do what I want. And I go where I want. And I do it. And I'm not used to really saying, hey, I'm going here and doing there. But you mentioned communication. And I think that's a huge piece. And I happen to be a professional communicator, yes. but I'm horrible at communication. I really think everybody's a mind reader. I forget to send the text. I forget to call. I forget to do those things. Yeah. And when you get the results of forgetting all those things, you know, then I'm like, well, why are you so mad? <laughs> What's going yeah. on? But, uh, you know, you look back and it takes me a while. I have to really get introspective and reflect. And then I realize, oh, I see. You kind of felt like you were dangling in the wind there, like I'd forgotten this or like you didn't know what was going on. And nobody ever wants to feel like that. So I think uh, it's a good idea to over communicate. Yeah. Um, but again, people uh, and now, you know, everybody, people tend to feel like if I should I send her to text? Should I not? Do I look like I'm needy? Do I look thirsty? Do I look this? Do I look that? Um, th those are your own insecurities. And if you have a lot of your own insecurities, they're going to get in the way every single time. I think in order for, for any relationship to work, um, even if it's for a little while to work, you know, if you're going to be together for a month, two months, three months, whatever it is, in order for it to work, you have to push your insecurities aside. The minute that you allow them to be front and center in your decision making, uh, things are going to go south because they're, they're not based on the reality of the situation. They're based on what you view through the lens of insecurity. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, always tell women that, and, and men too, but for for, from a dating perspective, and I've done this for 30 years, uh, women get in their heads and, you know, it, that getting to that first date is the hardest thing because so many things happen in a woman's mind before you actually get on that first date. Uh, a woman can completely talk herself out of it by saying, oh, well, he hasn't called me, hasn't communicated with me. He must not be excited. He's a player. He's probably got dates every night. I mean, I hear I hear the stories that go on. And yes, it, it is from her own insecurities, maybe from things that have happened to her in the past. But ladies, if you heard Rich say, say anything, I want you to know that you heard, he's very honest. He said, I don't think about those things. So he, guys are human too. And the more we can tell a guy um, and in a nice way, in a kind, loving, positive way, what we want, uh, it helps to guide them, you know, because you heard him say, well, I don't want to hurt anybody, but then I, you know, I hear, well, you did this and you did this and he didn't do it intentionally, but he wouldn't have known if they wouldn't have communicated to them. So don't be afraid ladies to communicate. If you need something, want something, if something's not done for you, um, if you want a guy to open the door for you, it's okay to stand back and wait for him, right? He'll get the hint. Um, but to positively reinforce men and at least tell them, like women think that everybody should be mind readers and know exactly what they want, what they're thinking, what they like, how they should behave. They'll say, well, if I was excited about going on a date, I would call her by now. Like I would have already reached out to her, to, you know, to, to a woman, but you're not him you know, and, and that, that's how you think. It's not how he thinks. And we, it just goes a long way to, to get in that other. And th Rich, I'm so glad you're here for this because this is such a important piece of this conversation in the fact that when things like this aren't being done, instead of women going, well, you're a jerk because you didn't call me or you didn't do this or whatever, that you give them the benefit of a doubt and have the conversation with them. You know, even if it's joking at dinner, like, oh, well, you know, I'm so glad I finally heard from you, you know, when I didn't hear from you earlier in the week, and this is my, 
my deal, not yours. <laughs> I didn't think you were interested. Now you've at least told the guy, you know, what happened in your head so he can use that for the future, whether he will or not, we don't know, but it does give you an opportunity if you're sitting in front of him to do that. And I think that's important that cause we're training each other, right? Yeah. All right. The time. And, and I think that's the key part. It, it, there has to be this back and forth. And again, this is honestly, you know, I'm 45. Um, this is a very new idea for me. <laughs> I, I, I'd never, um, put so much focus on that level of communication, like the, um, the directions, the rules, the, yeah. the, I've always relied on subtle hints and different cues. And yet you try to figure it out as you go along. And I'm, I'm honestly very aloof. So, you know, I'm just like so distracted at most of the things in life. I'm just like, Oh yeah, Hey, whatever. Uh, but you know, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, man, there's a lot more to this. <laughs> Probably why I'm divorced. Right. <laughs> and my relationships are yeah. so shortened in, yeah. in, uh, in length, but it, the expectations uh, are so big now, rich, you know, yeah. everybody's well, expectations are so big. I'm glad that my mistakes are benefiting somebody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we are too. <laughs> we are too. Uh, Brent says, as a caregiver for a dying bride of 12 years, um, as, a, as a dying bride, of I'm shocked to see the bitterness towards men. Um, yeah, uh, it, there, there is, there is a lot of bitterness towards men. Uh, and there's a lot of bitterness towards women. It goes both ways. But what we just said, Brent, and I know you commented before we were just talking about that talking to somebody about what upsets you talking to somebody about something they didn't do or you would like it goes a really long way you know as a matchmaker i people wouldn't be married today if i didn't give them pointers on oh well guess what she really likes you to you know communicate a little bit more so i know you're really busy in surgery but if you could throw a couple of text messages her way during, you know, the day, even if it's a good morning, it would go a really long way with her. And just because people don't know, like Rich is new. He's, but he, you know, he hasn't been single very long. And some of you people have been married for 30 years and 25 years. And then you get back in the single market and everything is totally different. Well, you've got to learn and you can't expect somebody else to know what you, you know, what, how to read your mind. And so it's, it, I just think the communication piece of it goes a long way before you write everybody off as being, you know, an asshole or, you know, whatever, um, because you do hear that. And, and it's, it's not, it's not always the case It's sometimes they just need to be told and like rich, he's coachable. You know, he's had women tell him, well, you did this or you did that. And he's like, whoa, hang on. But he remembered and he's changed it in the future. So yeah, and men, it may take me coachable. a long time. This is another tidbit. You know, I might learn the lesson, but never really implement it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, this has happened to me a million times where uh, I tend to to plan something out to to like every detail. And if one details off or, or, you know, somebody's suggestion throws off it messes me up and I'm just like, Oh, I don't like this. And it, and it could be a, 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 a very big, um, turnoff for me where I'll just shut down and, uh, not, not the maturest thing to do. Right. But, but it's happened. And, and that's something I'm, I'm working on addressing, but it hasn't gone away. I'm pretty sure at some point this weekend, somebody's going to tick me off and I'm going to go, all right, good seeing you again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll do that. Yeah. But, um, but I know that it's wrong and I know that it's something I want to work on. And Jen Styers, there's something that you said before that I think is really important, um, that we've really lost. 
which is um, you know, a million years ago, it was all about uh, arranged marriages and whatnot. And then that became, you know, oh, you got to meet my son. Oh, you've got to meet my daughter. Oh, so-and-so should meet so-and-so, right? And you mentioned that you're a matchmaker. The fact that you have a job is part of the problem, that we don't do this in and of ourselves. I saw something the other day that said that the, uh, I don't know, some, some percentages on which relationships flourish most, and it was the ones where people meet people through mutual friends like whether through a church group or through work or anywhere where there's a, a mutual friend group and you meet people that know the person. And I think there's a lot of people that are finding success with online dating and whatnot, which I've never done. But uh, I can tell you, I would have a problem with that. And I would see there being a really big communication problem there for me because uh, I think I need a referee, right? I need an intermediary. I need somebody to go, oh, you got to meet Rich because he's like whatever, whatever. And they've got to do the sales pitch. And then when something goes wrong, that same person has to go, no, 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 you're not understanding. It's yeah. his ADHD or it's this or it's that, you know, he, he's not that kind of guy. And, and I think yeah. when you have that, that type of support system, it's uh, effective. They won't be there forever, but it's helpful. And a million years ago, you had that in the neighborhood because people were closer. People, uh, communities were tighter knit. Uh, today, everybody's kind of flying solo. Everybody's hyper independent, doing things online where you don't even go out and meet these people anymore. You meet them electronically. Mm -hmm. So I think when you're losing all of that, you're losing all of that. And it, it opens up the role for a matchmaker. So thankfully, there are people like you. But whenever possible, um, I'd say the, the best relationship I've ever had was one where I, I, I dated somebody that, that I knew. Like I knew the family. And I think that yeah. was um, probably very, very uh, comforting and effective. Yeah. And there's a, there is some history there. You know, I always feel like with the online dating, people can't even get to the first date because there's so much interference between all the chatting online yeah. and, you know, not meeting in person. Somebody takes something somebody said or didn't say and makes it into something else because they don't know the person. So, years ago in matchmaking, I started putting people to go straight to the date because at least when we set the date up and they don't talk beforehand <laughs> and there's zero expectation, Rich, zero for anything to happen before they go on that date, right? We may right. plan the date on Monday, but they are, they don't even have an excuse to talk to that person before they meet on Friday. So we take all expectation off the table, which is everything ladies when it comes to you, because this is where the ladies get it wrong is all that expectation that comes in before you even meet a guy but that grace that you can extend because when somebody talks to you and meets you for the first time they're gonna know rich that you're energetic your mind flies around all over the place which is what makes you so damn good at your job right it really <laughs> is but um, but they're gonna know those things about you and when when you say Let's say you forget, you're saying, oh, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Then you forget, go, I am so sorry. I had got so busy and, you know, involved in such and such. I just forgot. They're going to already have that history to know that that is who you are because they met you and they know you. So sometimes just getting to that first date makes such a huge difference. But back to the, back to this guy thing, you know, there are some guys and I, I, I hear them because they will comment, well, I have no problem with a woman paying for a date and you know the women should ask me out you know they there's no reason that they shouldn't ask me out or reach out to me ladies are getting kind of flaky these days I will say and I know it's not all you women either because some of you are great at communicating also but I think where men have really stepped up um, in wanting and becoming intentional about a relationship women have really fallen back too so women you need to remember if you want to be courted so do they 
So not in the same way, but right. in the, they want the same interest and they want to know you're, that you're interested in them and they want you engaged. So if, if they don't text you, they'd love to hear from you. And it's okay every once in a while to reach out to a guy first. You don't have to do it all the time, nor should you. But it's okay if he usually reaches out to you every day and you haven't heard from him one day, check on him. Now, good that feels to a guy to have that support also, right? So, yep, um, my producer's nodding his head. He's like, yes, 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 Amelia. Me too. So, I'm nodding my head. Yes, yeah, right, yes. So, um, so, yeah, so the guys want it too. So, ladies, please don't sit back as we're doing the show and we're talking about men's roles and what men should do because, men, you should do this. You should, if you, if you want to um, have a relationship with a woman and you want to be able to follow some of the more traditional feminine masculine roles and you want to be able to lead a little bit you know and be the man i should say in the relationship you've got to be the man so right. you got right so i agree with that yeah um and mike says guys love reciprocation so um you're mike you're gonna hear uh rich you're gonna hear mike on your show mike's gonna mike's gonna call in on your show sometime soon i'm sure um rich cool. i think you're on uh, God, what station is it here? I knew it right before I came. I knew it. You're what on. What state are you in? Texas, Dallas. Oh, we're on uh, KLIF. KLIF. Yeah, KLIF. Yeah. And, and, and WBAP on the weekends. Yeah, and I think it's at eleven our time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's probably uh, it's ten Eastern, so it could be whatever time. In, in the your weird thing time is, zone. is it should be nine Central here, maybe. Yeah. So it, it could be on a tape delay. Every, every radio it, station, it um, you know, sometimes messes with the the timing. It's, uh, but it's always live in New York at 10 p.m. Here it is. Yeah. So, uh, so Mike says, I might call Rich. <laughs> he he might, Rich. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyways, are you in New York City? Are you in New York? Yeah, thought, New York, Westchester County. I thought you were in New Jersey. Well, what, okay, New Jersey. Yeah, um, I live in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, so right now, this is the, the Jersey setup, but, but the studio, the main studio is in Westchester. Hardest place to be single as a man or woman is New York City. It is the hardest single scene um, out there. Uh, it's I, I don't know why. Been. There's so many people. There's so many people, but it's such a it's such a night city. Um, it's, uh, there's, it's such a big city. Where does, where do your people go? You know, people like you and a lot of people that live in the city are city people, you know, and, yeah. and you got city people and suburb people and, you know, there's some that like to settle down and city people typically like to be on the go and go. So it's a, yeah, it's a really I guess tough that city. Cuts both ways. Cause I would suppose that that part of being city people is the, the, the rat race, the, the hustle, yes. the bustle, all of that. But part of that is, you know, a different date every week or maybe a different date every night. But there's definitely a lot of dating going on. But, yeah, the settling down, everybody's moving, you know, to to a suburb somewhere to do that. So it makes sense. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, like being single in Miami. Right. Oh, gosh, what a crazy spot. Love um, Miami. Oh, God, we lost you for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I... But I will say, I think the one thing I wanted to make sure that we drove home in this in this call, because there's like we hit a lot of the points of, you know, maybe women are partially responsible the way that we're showing up. Uh, maybe society has played a role. But at the end of the day, uh, this is there isn't there's even the, the most independent woman in the world still wants to be courted, guys. 
And that means you stepping up to the plate and being more proactive. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to blow her phone up because independent women don't want you to do that either. But she does like contact. She does want you to know you're thinking about her. You know, she does want messages. You don't, I mean, it, no ladies, no guys ever going to be exactly how you want them to be. But I do think that men, because women have stepped in, that men are stepping back. They're like, well, she's going to do it. Uh, I watched it in one of my launch parties recently, Rich. I sat there and sat there and watched as I was doing a live podcast. I was watching women go over and hit on men while I was doing the podcast. And I thought, what are they doing? Like, ladies, what happened to winking at a guy or smiling at him or letting a, eye contact, letting him know you're interested? Why did you have to go hit on him? Because now that you've done that, you are, you're, you're being the aggressor, you're being the man, right? If you would let him do that from the beginning, it kind of sets the tone, right? I mean, Rich, talk to me Yeah, about well, I that. think, you know, there's, there's flirting and, and, and then there's maybe beyond flirting. Um, I, I'm open to that just because I, um, I don't always get the hint. You know, if you're dropping your <laughs> handkerchief, I'm picking it up and giving it back. You know, I'm just like, have a good day. Take care. Nice to see you. You know, I really don't. I could talk to a girl for uh, uh, the, the girl I was just dating. She uh, uh, we, we'd been friends for like three years or two and a half years. And one day she was like, what's going on here? And I was like, I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Zero clue. Zero clue. So, you know, uh, it's one of those things where sometimes you got to let people know. Um, and, and, and the other example that you gave was. Uh, these independent women and whatever you said, don't blow up their phone. And that, that I, I agree with you. However, mm -hmm. I think most independent women, yeah, they, they do want to be courted and they do want a, a guy to ask them out or whatever. However, they're going to say no and they're going to play hard to get harder than anybody else. And so I guess message to guys, you know, bring your A game to that one if you're going to try because you're, you're gonna, they're going to give you pushback. The, the more independent the woman, the, the more masculine energy they bring, the, the, the more game you've got to bring. What does so if that you like that like, kind Rich? of adventure, what's that? that? I don't mean to interrupt you. But what does that look like? So a girl's interested, you go ask him out, and you're like, you should expect a woman to say no or give you pushback. What is that? That's a game. Yeah. That's stupid. Game. Like, who does that? Everybody. Oh, it's crap. <laughs> most women. Wow. I wow. would say most women do that. So yeah, and I, I think it's because especially at East Coast, you know, this is a tougher place, just generally speaking. Yeah. People are tougher. Yeah. Um, like I had a waitress yesterday. I was at a diner uh, restaurant in Brooklyn. This woman, uh, my kids were like, Why is she so rude? And I said, No, she's not rude, she's from Brooklyn. You're just misunderstanding <laughs> the culture. You know? So yeah. um, you know, it, it's I think it, what it looks like is 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 if you're interested, I'm oftentimes not. Um, because that's really just not my speed. So I'll go, oh, okay, take care. Nice to see you again. But, um, it, you know, for those that are, they, they want to outmatch that girl's masculinity. And, and in fact, that's likely what you're going to have to do in order to, to make a wave. And from her perspective, for whatever it is, whether it was life, abandonment, trauma, you name it, that made her so masculine, she's going to need for you to prove that you're really man enough to, 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 to ask her out. Otherwise, she's just going to be like, you're just another one of these clowns out here that thinks I'm pretty. And um, <laughs> girls like that to me are just honestly way too much work. So, you know, uh, I have other hobbies <laughs> that don't include uh, that, but, but they're out there. And, and uh, some guys love the challenge. I have a bunch of friends that are totally into that. They love to hear no 10 times before they hear yes. Isn't that funny? 
Uh, isn't that funny? They like that. Well, that's, um, you know, I, I, I think there comes a point in our life that we have to stop playing games, right? Because like Rich, you know, if you were interested in Rich and you really were interested and you pushed back and said no, he's not going to, he's, he doesn't have the energy at times to, to want to pursue that. So just know, ladies, you could lose a good one from doing stuff like that. I know what you're talking about, though, from going to Miami. We used to go down there for spring break a lot, and we get a lot of the New Yorkers, a lot of the girls. And I'm from Georgia, so I'd be sitting next to pure south, sitting next to pure north, and I was <laughs> shocked at the women and how aggressive they were and uh, and assertive that they were and uh, and obnoxious in some cases as well, too. <laughs> but... Uh, but, I think but, that's part of the Northeast. Yeah, just different. And but but I appreciate that. Uh, I do appreciate that because at least you you know where you stand, and that's it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show because you know when I've been on your show, you've been brutally honest. I mean, when you were talking about your divorce and all of that and getting back out there, you're brutally honest with you know you had no idea what you were doing, and you yeah, weren't even I still, sure. I still don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And, and, and guess what? You never will because just when you think you have it all figured out, it changes because yeah. I've been in this a long time and this, the landscape changes all the time. And there's times where I'm figuring out like you did what you said, what this is going on, what this, what's this trend, you know? So, um, so pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Jen uh, Stiers, you know, something you mentioned, uh, I will say that uh, I really do think in situations like this, in certain things, I'm a, the fastest learner ever. But in uh, in the dating scene, probably not so much. And and something that I've learned uh, along the way is that sometimes, you know, you get into something, you go, why did I meet this person? Like, what, what purpose did they serve? <laughs> you said, you, I can tend to look at things sometimes uh, through the half uh, gl half empty glass. And, and what I've learned is a lot of that stuff is just one more step in the staircase to where you're headed. You may not know where you're headed, right. but you definitely had to go through that experience to get to wherever it is that you're going. And, uh, and that's only something that's recently dawned on me where I've realized, you know, um, isn't, isn't exactly what I expected it to be, but definitely serves a purpose. And you have to be able to find that, I guess, silver lining in the cloud, something I'm not always great at doing. Uh, I guess maybe because of the nature of my work, where I'm always looking at the news and it's not always positive, but, um, <laughs> That is something that I think people should keep in mind is realizing you might think you meet the one and then she's not it. And then you meet the one again and she's not it either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to meet the one a few times before you really meet the one. That's that's OK. The learning process is the most fun. I mean, it really it really is, because if each one you get out of, you have to take that and say, what did I learn? What did I like? What didn't I like? What you know, what am I looking for? Uh, right. Because every everybody's a teacher, and you know, I think it's really neat because you have you have a different experience in the in the area that you're dating in, and with different personalities. And I think it's just so important for everybody to know that as we're talking about you know men, yes, it is happening. There's no doubt society uh, is is changing the way men show up and the way men are supposed to show up and maybe taking pressure off of a man. Like he doesn't have to do these things or shouldn't do these things or let a woman do these things, whatever that may be. But, but at the end of the day, ladies, if you want it, you need to ask for it. You know, you need to t have a conversation about it and not judge, just sit back and judge. Well, he didn't do this and he didn't do this. And I hear that, you know, it's okay. If he didn't do that, 
he didn't do that, but why not talk to him about it? Because maybe he didn't know that he didn't do that. Or maybe didn't, he didn't know that you wanted him to do that. Or maybe he didn't know that he was supposed to do that, you know, um, uh, and supposed to, you know, said very loosely as well, because who says, right? But um, but I just, I, I feel like this conversation went in a little bit of a different direction just because after listening to you, um, it, it shows the vulnerability of a man, ladies, to see where they don't necessarily not do things because they don't want to or they don't give a darn or they're jerks. Some, some of them just need a little guidance and a little and focus I just want to add patience. to that. Some of us might be jerks just because we are jerks. And that doesn't mean we have to be a jerk forever. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think at, at many points in my life or it, with regard to certain things, I think I can totally be a jerk. You know, I, I did talk radio in New York City and the amount of people I've hung up on because they were stupid. You know, <laughs> this is how I came into this business. And, you know, I, I have a different approach now. It's a, it's an older audience and it's a bigger program. Um, so, you know, I've, I've had to, you know, clean it up and button it up a little bit. But I, I can tell you, I, I, I there's a jerk in me. And, and it's okay, I think, to let me know. You know, I think you're being a jerk. Uh, and for me to stop and evaluate and be like, wow, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being a jerk. Because honestly, I, I don't always know. Um, and, you know, take that for what it's worth. That's just the truth. And, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, for a long time, I've felt like, well, if I am a jerk, that's just part of my personality. Maybe I'm a little abrasive. Uh, maybe I'm a little much, a little precocious. Too bad. Maybe I'm not for you. However, I will say in retrospect, I don't know that that's always the right approach. I think we should really look at uh, dating experiences and really professional experiences, anything, um, by not using the um, the easy way out of saying, but I happen to be a jerk. Uh, I might be a jerk, but it doesn't mean that I should really accept my jerkiness and, uh, <laughs> and, and hold on to this jerkiness. It's probably an area for me to improve, and I may not want to do it because someone else is calling me out on it, but I should probably take note that I shouldn't be a jerk and look at that later because we really shouldn't be a jerk, yeah. even if we are one. Yeah, no, I, 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 um, I agree, and I cannot encourage women enough to speak their mind. You know, you walk away from things, you ghost guys, you don't tell them how you feel, you don't tell them why you don't want to go on a second date with them or go out with them again. You should tell them because you'd be amazed how many times a guy might say, well, I didn't know or <laughs> – you know, I apologize for that, or I've been very cautious about that, you know, you know, on a first, whatever. So, um, so I just, I, I want to encourage ladies to, to give that benefit of a doubt. And I want to encourage you men to stop being lazy, um, and really show up because there is a, there is a sharpness that need, when you are courting a woman, when you like a lady, you know, you need to be, and I don't think men have much of an issue when they really like somebody. They're they're usually Johnny on the spot. But if you like her, show her, tell her, make it known, uh, and do the right things. You know, to make sure you you are courting her, you're going after her, you're pursuing her because women want to be pursued, whether they are the most independent woman in the whole wide world, they're a CEO of a corporation. These women that have their own money, they don't need you for that. What they want you for is that that masculinity, that male, you know, your maleness. And so if you can't bring that to the table, where you know, where are we? Uh, Rich, let's I, – I loved your commentary. It was – like I said, it wasn't at all what I had anticipated, but we hit all the good stuff first. <laughs> um, let's tell people how to find you because I love listening to your show. And um, I, I actually love listening to the callers too. It's been uh, – that's been fun for me too with your that's show. 
my favorite part. Yeah, I know. So tell me where, uh, tell me, tell people where they can find you uh, on the radio. Yeah, well, we're on the radio. So, I mean, if whatever state you're in, um, I, it's likely that I'm one, on one of the stations there. But you could always find us online as well. Go to the website, richvaldezamericaatnight.com. And that's Valdez with an S, richvaldezamericaatnight.com. And you um, you can listen live there. You can listen to all the archive programs. You can listen to any of the episodes where Jennifer Styers was on. And uh, you can listen to it on demand for free. You don't even have to subscribe, but you can. If you want to subscribe, you can definitely subscribe to the podcast. I do a separate podcast that's just commentary. No guests, no callers. It's called This is America with Rich Valdez. And uh, that's available on all the podcast platforms as well. You can also subscribe to it absolutely free. And whenever there's a new episode, it'll you know give you a little ding and a notification on your phone. And uh, on social media, I'm at Rich Valdez with an S at the end on all of the social media. I'm looking forward to engaging with everybody. I love that. You know, on your show, they they always uh, t- they tell you how to say your name. <laughs> they <have> Rich <laughs> Valdez, you know, and um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really a fun show, guys. Lots of different topics, and you can call in and uh, and and have some honest commentary with him. And uh, it's it really is it's it is it's fun. It's a very Thank lively you. show. It was much better than uh, the Larry King show, by the way. So oh, he'd be proud. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. I I absolutely love your viewpoint. I think it shed a light to the show and to what I would have talked is completely went in a different direction. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. I think women, women will, and men will as well, because I think men were afraid they're going to get slammed today. So, yeah, um, well, listen, I'm used to getting slammed. I can tell you like, I'm in the middle of, I think it's called a reevaluation. You know, I don't know if I'm dumped <laughs> or I'm not dumped. I have no idea, so but funny. I can tell you, I've learned so much with this particular girl. Uh, she really cares a lot about me. I care about her too. She's really good. We may not be a really good match for the long run, or we might be the most amazing match ever. I really don't know because it's literally like a coin. Some days are fantastic and some days are like, what just happened there? But but my point is I've learned a lot uh, from this uh, most recent experience than than others in the past. And I think that's my, my biggest piece of advice to anybody is learn from the dating experience so that you can make yourself uh, whatever you got to be. Uh, I'm going to say better because I think better is the best way to be. And you always want to focus on some sort of continuous improvement. Maybe you decide like me, I tend to like being single. Or I like it a lot. And, uh, and it, it really, uh, you know, for, yep. for me to, um, uh, really like this one particular girl I thought was fantastic. Uh, and it was nice and, you know, going out into like four months now and, um, and now we're at this pause and, you know, maybe this is it's shelf life. And in the past I go, all right, well, whatever. Um, now I think I'm more like, well, thank you. You know, it was a great experience. Good while it lasted type of thing. That's and awesome. if it continues, that's super too, but I think it's important to stay positive and it's important to learn. Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. Well, I love that you are you are learning before our eyes too. So you'll have to keep me posted on all that. <laughs> you bet. Thank right. you. Well, you Jen. have a great show tonight. Thank you. Yeah, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving.